everyone. Welcome to In Conversation with Lisa Burke. Well, this year's summer isn't quite what I remember of last year's as I record this at RTL Studios in Kirchberg. There's a light drizzle falling outside, but perhaps this will have changed by the time you're listening to this podcast. I hope so. Now, today's podcast is exploring the world of the police and crime in Luxembourg. I'm joined by Tim Pauli, a first commissaire who has worked as a police officer for 20 years, the first 15 in uniform as a patrol officer and the last five in the national prevention team. Welcome to RTL, Tim. Hello. It's really good to have you here. So my first question to you really is, how have crime rates moved? How have they changed in recent years? Because of the pandemic, crime changed a little bit. We had decrease in burglaries. Perhaps people, people were, at were, home. <laughs> were at home, yes. They worked from home and there were more controls from the police outside, but also they invested more in security. I think that's probably what people would have guessed, that because a lot of people through the COVID pandemic were working from home, burglaries may have gone down. But have you seen any other side effects? Yes, crime changed a little bit. Other areas increased, like bicycle theft. There was the last two years a real bicycle boom here in Luxembourg. We had a lot of thefts in apartment houses where the people let their bicycle in the garage without any security. I think perhaps a lot of people here in Luxembourg have always felt it's a very safe country and by and large it, it has been a very safe country and for those of us coming from other city environments it feels like sometimes we can put down our guard because we feel it's so safe and perhaps we don't put in place the necessary measures for security. I mean I am guilty of accidentally going out with my back door open or even once my garage open which is really awful but um, yeah I have a very vigilant neighbours so I have my own inbuilt burglary security there but tell us more about cybercrime because I know in the notes that we made before this show you said that cybercrime has increased through Covid. Yes cybercrime increased too because there were a lot of people online during the Covid pandemic they worked from home, but also they had a lot of time at home to stay online with friends. We had a lot of problems that also older people are getting targeted by criminals, by phishing emails or love scam or sexting. All these type of crimes were increased the last two years, I think, yes. So when it comes to your role in the prevention unit, let's go step by step. How do you help people protect themselves, their homes, their vehicles, their bicycles? And especially online. So let's start with the cybercrime, because that's what we've last spoken about. How do you help people notice it, particularly older people? We try to inform the people how they can react when they are receiving an email where they don't know from who it is. So we always told them that don't have to click on any links they didn't know. They can inform themselves, asking the family to help them to do their online shopping Mm -hmm. And when it comes to younger people who are very savvy when it comes to using phones, computers, etc., I'm quite sure they're also at massive risk of cybercrime and cyberbullying. Have you seen an increase in that? Yes, we saw also an increase in that because all the students were at home. They had more time and then the cybercrime, the cyber mobbing is easier when they can do it from home. We had also an increase in sexting. A lot of people did photos from themselves and then they sent them to other people and that's a, a real problem in schools today. And is that a criminal offence? Yes. What would be the consequences? 
often the consequences are that the mobbing will getting higher too and yes a lot of psychological problems afterwards from the the students Mm -hmm. I meant really what would be the consequences for the person who has sent those images? Would they have a criminal record perhaps? Yes, they can have a criminal record. They can be punished afterwards, but it's always difficult to identify them. Or what happens also often is that the people who are engaged, they don't want to speak about it. And that's a message we give also. They have to speak to their parents and they can always call the police and we can help them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that's a very serious crime and I can understand the embarrassment surrounding that for the victim mm -hmm. because they might not even perceive themselves as a victim. They might not know how to manage it and especially the young mind, they might not know how to talk about it. That's often the problem, yes. With yes. older people. Moving on to perhaps more commonplace old-fashioned crimes such as burglary, theft in the home from vehicles and bicycles, as you mentioned. What can we do that we may not have thought about to protect ourselves and our possessions? Yes, that's the main area in which I work. We give free advice. People can call us or write an email and we make an appointment. So we come to their homes And then we can make a check what they can do to protect the houses better. When they want to install an alarm system, often the people don't know which system is good for their houses. That's our job. We are neutral, so we don't work with any company. We can give a neutral advice which system is perfect to the family situation and to the situation where they live and how the house is built. That's really interesting that you come and give free advice to homes. Uh, I didn't know about that, so that's absolutely wonderful that you can come and in person look at a place, whether it's a terraced house or a house with a garden or large fields around it, because, yes. of course, the security needs to change, the lighting needs to change, perhaps, as well. And the type of locks. People often talk about five-point locks, for example. Yes, that are the advice we can give also when they are building new. So they can come to our exposition where we also can give advice. And we have a, a prevention vehicle where we go out on markets or in front of supermarkets where we also can give advice about all type of crime, also thefts, uh, how they can protect their bicycles and their vehicles also. And when it comes to vehicles, what should we do? What's very important, don't let any values in the vehicle because it's easy to uh, break in. When you have the possibility to put the car in the house and to secure it using the alarm system from the house, that's perfect. But sometimes that's not possible. Don't leave our valuables in the car on show. Yes, it's, it's very simple to say that. And sometimes we forget when we're dashing off or we're in a rush. Bicycles, you mentioned there's been an increase in bicycle theft. I suppose there's also been an increase in people buying bicycles since yes. the lockdown. Yeah. And last year we had particularly good weather in the first lockdown. I remember lots of people were cycling. In fact, I remember the cycle routes were busier than the roads. So when it comes to bicycles, it seems pretty obvious that one should lock a bicycle. And I know sometimes you can have quick release wheels. So tell us beyond locking a bicycle up, what can we do? What you can do is to use the police app where we have a special feature which is called MySafe where you can register your bicycle, do a photo from the bicycle, mark the number of the bicycle and that's important when it comes to theft as police we find the bicycle then we can give it back to the owner. That's absolutely wonderful. So I didn't know about that either. Good. I'm learning all sorts of things today. 
as people go on holiday, which they might want to do given our beautiful blanket of grey skies outside, what can we do to secure our homes through holiday periods? As police, we have a special service that people can register themselves when they are going on holiday. Fill in on our webpage where they give the information from when to when they are in holiday. They give us a contact person, which is very important for us. When we uh, pass uh, during the patrols and we see something suspect, then we can call this contact person who can help us to look if everything is all right. And our patrols are organized a little bit more in the areas where more people are in holiday. So on your site, you have a a form that people can fill in when they go on holiday and there will be increased patrols in that area, plus perhaps a neighborhood contact as well. Fantastic. RTL Original Podcast. Now, moving on to what you see as the most common types of crime. We've spoken about burglaries, things like this, but we haven't spoken about crime against the person, like pickpocketing or violence against the person, for instance. What are the different areas of crime? I'm sure they all exist in Luxembourg, but what are the most common? The most common are trick thefts or pickpockets. During COVID, it was not so easy for the thefts to do their job, but we had all day trick thefts. They tried to touch the people or they tried to speak to them often also older people, where they try to involve them in a speech and then in a certain time they ask for money and then when the people took out their wallet, normally they try to stole them by a a trick. So it sounds as though older people are more vulnerable to this kind of theft. Again, the obvious thing is we should hold our possessions in front of us, in a bag in front of us. Anything else we can do to protect ourselves? Don't take as much values with you, only what you need. Put your back in front of you and try to not be touched by people you don't know. And conversations with people you don't yes. know so much yes. on the street. In COVID times, we haven't been able to hug anybody or kiss anybody. So there yes. has been a distance. So if anybody's coming up to you, perhaps there is an underlying reason as to why they're doing that. So moving on from the most common types of crime... Is there a stereotype for a criminal, a particular type of age range? Do they work in groups? Do they work alone? Are they mostly male or female? We don't have a real uh, stereotype of criminals here in Luxembourg. Even the burglar, they can look like you and myself. It's very difficult as police to catch them afterwards because there is no stereotype. We have a lot of young criminals, but also all type of persons can be a criminal. But... We give always the message when people think that there is somebody suspect, they can always call the 113, so the police, to inform us. And then we can react and control these persons. Maybe it's nothing, but sometimes we need the information from the citizens. And to underline that number again, the police direct number is 113. Yes. Of course, Luxembourg is surrounded by other countries. It's a small country and we've seen in the past that when people want to cross borders quickly, they can often use Luxembourg as a means of transporting themselves to another country. How do you deal with that? How do you work in collaboration with your neighbouring policemen and women? We have a good contact with the neighbour countries, which is important as a small country like Luxembourg. The criminals will not stop on the borders. We have all types of crime which come from other countries, but they can also go from Luxembourg to other countries. So we have to work good together with the other police officers 
and we have good contacts in prevention, but also in repressive matters. So we organize uh, common campaigns with uh, the neighbor countries. We have also regularly meetings with the French, German and Belgian police. So that's very important to work together. And I can remember myself some stop and search areas, particularly when there was more terrorism attacks in Belgium and France as well. Yes. How do you deal with the terrorism? In this area, we have also special groups which work together all over Europe because that's a topic which is very, very important to deal the information that's the most important in terrorism prevention. But our mission is also to protect public spaces against terrorist attacks. So we give also advice to the state or to commune municipalities to inform them how they can better protect public spaces or their schools or their public buildings. How many policemen are there in Luxembourg? We have about 2,000 policemen, but we have also a lot of people helping us. So they work for the police, but 2,000 policemen are in Luxembourg now. So we can do the ratio of how many policemen to each citizen in our heads. Now, just thinking about your career, it's been a long career in the police force, 20 years. What's it like being a policeman in Luxembourg? Police is a very interesting job. We can say we have hundreds of different jobs into the police. We can work in uniform 24 hours a day, uh, seven days a week. But we have also investigators, forensic traffic patrols, helicopter. We have so many different jobs. And like me in the prevention is also a very interesting job. When you start in the police, normally the people start in uniform and afterwards they can choose then other types of topics where they're interested in. Which area to specialize in and move into. So it's a very varied career. So if anybody listening would like to become a policeman or woman, what's the training like? How could they apply? When they want to come to the police, now they can inform themselves on the social media channels from the police and also on the web page. Our recruitment will start in some days. They can do an exam. What type of exam? It's the same exam as to enter into a career from the state. And then afterwards, we have special exams, a sport, uh, which is very important to start uh, as a police officer to be good in physical. Um, you have to be able to run after the criminals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember I have friends who um, were police women, actually, yes. and uh, they were talking to me about the sport aspect and the running. I yeah. remember that. We have a lot of women in police, which is also very, very good. It's a very good role model for younger people listening and also they might be approachable in a different way, yeah. in different situations. Thank you so much for your insight. If anybody would like more information, how to get in touch with you, apart from the emergency line, only the emergency line, which is 113, there's the website, there's the social media channels. And you mentioned a few things. I love the bike app where mm -hmm. people can register their bikes often plural in this country. For cars, you don't have such a similar thing for cars, no? No, no, that's uh, no. <laughs> a personal thing. And then you have the call out. You can come to the home yes. and help people set up their alarm systems for their homes. And finally, and perhaps most pertinently for the end of the summer here in Luxembourg, they can fill out a holiday form notifying the police when they're away, the dates they're away, and there'll be increased patrols in that area, which is fantastic. Well, it's wonderful to have you here present with us at RTL Studios. 
Thank you again, dear listeners, for joining me once more. If you don't mind, it's really helpful if you can subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a review too, as it does make the podcast more easy to find for others, apparently. And it also helps me to see where you all live around the world. And so I can try to adapt the work I do to who you are, my listeners. And naturally, you can always find this and all my other podcasts, 49 of them as of today, on RTL Play, along with many others in English, French and Luxembourgish from my colleagues here at RTL in Kirchberg. Thank you so much for listening. I'm always available to get in touch with if you have any comments or ideas. Till next time, have a great week. 